0: Knowing how to love yourself and take care of yourself through emotional pain is one of the best things you could ever learn. I'm not saying what I did will help everyone in all situations. I'm not a therapist, but it might be a useful tool for you to feel empowered no matter what kind of emotional experience you go through. It's about not fearing emotion, but validating it, recognizing it, then guiding yourself as best you can to a better foundation of feeling. Mm -hmm. Here's what I learned and how I did it. My name is Francesca Phillips and you're listening to The Good Space Podcast, a show where we help you find peace and power in work, relationships, and intuition. Today I wanna share a breakthrough I had with processing intense and emotional pain when I normally shut down. I hope that if you struggle with tolerating or processing emotional pain or painful feelings that it can give you something to try for yourself, maybe help you too. Since I was in third grade, I've had this habit of shutting down anytime my emotions get too overwhelming. In school, it looked like getting really quiet, putting my head down, and not doing that day's class activity. To this day, as a 30-year-old something, it looks more like not wanting to talk or needing a good cry. I wasn't taught how to manage my emotions, and it frustrated me for years. I didn't know if I'd ever figure it out. What I'm about to share is the first time I caught myself at the beginning of that emotional spiral and cycle that I know all too well. I lovingly nurtured myself through it and allowed the moment to process, and then leave my body. The goal wasn't to stop or resist the emotions. The point this time was to feel everything, but guide it through in a healthy, loving, supportive way. Knowing how to love yourself and take care of yourself through emotional pain is one of the best things you could ever learn. I'm not saying what I did will help everyone in all situations. I'm not a therapist, but it might be a useful tool for you to feel empowered no matter what kind of emotional experience you go through. It's about not fearing emotion, but validating it, recognizing it, then guiding yourself as best you can, to a better foundation of feeling. Here's what I learned and how I did it. One, get into a new environment. I noticed how hard it was to open up again and expand in the environment where the intense emotional experience happened, so I got myself away from it. Walking in fresh air into the park. New environments allow how you're used to wiring and firing to change. You're better able to open up To new experiences and ways of feeling. Plus, walking allows that pain and anxiety to have something to do, somewhere to go. I'm not saying to escape to a new city or your relationship. What I'm saying is to shake up your current environment in some way. If you're in a situation, though, that requires a more drastic measure, of course, do that to be safe. Get the help you need. What I'm talking about involves emotional pain from past trauma that came to the surface. So it's a different scenario. So use your best judgment. I definitely resisted moving and wanted to wallow in what I was feeling. But as I kept stewing, I knew I'd only get more and more of the same. Because where your attention goes, that's what grows, right? So if I wanted any chance of getting work done and getting out of the emotional sinkhole, I needed a fresh perspective. Which brings us to number two, let the emotions take their course. It's tempting and even automatic to go into solution mode or escape mode, playing drastic outcomes in my head of how I could solve the problem instantly, right now. But what if it's okay to feel this way? What if these emotions only need time and space? As I walked my way to the park, I did a walking meditation, noticing the cool air on my skin, looking at the sky, trees, listening to the cars, people, and dogs going by. Focusing on and feeling the middle of my foot hitting the sidewalk. Noticing the rhythm of left foot, right foot, left, right. When the flood of sadness, anger, or fear came up, I let it exist with each step. No fighting or resisting. No need to solve it. Just taking one literal step at a time. Maybe you're like me, where you want to move on from an unpleasant emotional experience as fast as possible. So you try to rush through everything and pretend you're okay sooner than you actually are. But this time I didn't place that pressure. There's no universal timeline to getting over something. All I knew is I wanted to guide it through my system without blocking it so it would go through faster, naturally, and on its own. And I also didn't want to hold on to the emotions for too long to where I can morph it into a new story I tell myself about the world or have it turn into a negative belief which would have long-lasting damaging effects. When we morph emotional experiences into stories or negative beliefs, it's often because we never accepted or faced the experience to begin with. So I wanted to change that cycle and accept and face it right here and right now. Number three, write three pages stream of consciousness to challenge the negative thoughts flooding in. When I got to a dark green bench in Central Park, I still felt anxious energy and needed to go somewhere still, channel it, so to speak. So I got out my daily pages journal, looked at the goals and wins I wrote down in the cover, which is a practice inspired by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Then I asked myself what negative thoughts were working against me feeling good and being the person who accomplishes those goals. I wrote three to four negative thoughts down, then one by one challenged each of them based on the eternal truths I know. Here are some of the negative thoughts I wrote down word for word from my journal. I feel very discouraged and hopeless. I don't know what to do or if there's even anything to do. I feel like garbage inside, like I'm a failure and don't belong in a relationship because I'm so imperfect and unable to be emotionally mature. End quote. I knew those weren't thoughts I wanted to entertain because where your attention goes, your energy goes and then grows. So what am I instead, if I wanted to use my energy to grow more good in my life, what could I focus on? So here's what I responded with to those negative thoughts. Again, this is a quote from my journal. I am a divine being learning how to grow and expand beyond my egoic limitations. I have a loving God whose spirit surrounds me and everyone I meet. He wants me to be happy and succeed in all of my endeavors. Even with my imperfections, I am lovable and worthy. Making mistakes doesn't mean I deserve a stamp of failure to be alone forever. It means I have a fresh opportunity to do and be different, to grow out of any boundaries or beliefs that don't serve me. I want to grow beyond those negative beliefs. I am a success and have a lot of hope because I try and want to be the best I can. I feel bad inside because I'm processing a triggering experience. It's okay. It's better to let it process than to let it fester inside causing new negative storylines and beliefs to form, end quote. So after I did that exercise, I went on to step number four, which is work on something that'll boost your confidence or make you feel productive. After that journaling session, I started editing my productivity ebook. You know, the one that I've been pushing off since April because I'm so scared it'll suck. My confidence took a dive each day I pushed it off. So the fact I dove in and got two chapters finalized Even after having a crappy morning made me feel more confident and good about myself. Step number five, rather than focusing on what isn't working, spend a minute or so thinking only of things that are working. I learned this trick from Dr. Wayne Dyer in an interview he did. He said after having a three-hour conversation with Esther Hicks slash Abraham, the best takeaway was the reminder to always focus on what you want to attract. He mentioned his anger about GMO foods and how passionate he was to protect our food source. Abraham said by focusing on what's wrong, he'll only expand more of what's wrong. Even if there's only 1% that's good, focus on that 1% to get into a better feeling state, which then allows that good feeling to expand. And then you'll likely receive better solutions and answers from feeling good than feeling angry. So when I packed up my laptop and was walking home through the park, I challenged myself to think of what's good. Thoughts like, oh, it's 72 degrees outside, 22 degrees Celsius. Um, Birds and animals are everywhere and there's so much green and beauty. I'm walking on my two feet and healthy enough to do so. Then I went through recent wins in my copywriting business and the fact I just interrupted the pattern I've had since I was in third grade. I felt so proud and grateful. So often, we are just quick to go to the next thing. Like we accomplish something amazing, but oh, I gotta keep going, gotta keep doing other things. But wow, just pause for a moment and notice when you interrupt a cycle or you choose a different way, that's a huge deal. That's such a big deal. By the time I got back on Fifth Avenue, my body felt at peace and so happy. I also thought about my responsibility to own my emotions and allowing others to do the same, to not base my emotional state on anyone else's that I could own this newfound joy and not allow anything else to take that away from me. And the funny thing is I didn't feel peace and happiness by forcing, by getting really harsh and judgmental. I literally just allowed myself to process it. And I think it only took an hour, maybe even less than that. And it was just amazing the effect that Allowing things to take their course and then directing the negativity into a positive action just changed everything. So, next time you're in a highly emotional experience, try these steps and let me know if any of them help. Did any of these resonate with you or do you have anything you would add? Make sure you go to the show notes in whatever app you're using, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and leave a comment to let us know what it is that you thought and if you took anything away. All right. Talk to you soon. Now it's time for an affirmation. I allow my body to communicate to me through emotions and nurture myself in every situation I experience. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helps me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon! Do you struggle with time management and feel overwhelmed by everything you have to get done? And have you tried sticking to a regular schedule but get pulled every which way by shiny objects and demands from others? If you wanna simplify your life and get better at being decisive, finally getting productivity down in your life, then this message is for you. I have released a new book called How to Not Lose Your Shit, The Ultimate Productivity Guide for Entrepreneurs. This book gives all the methods that I have taught my private clients, my followers for many years on how to see results in your business and to get more peace in your life. I've had so many entrepreneurs say how overwhelmed they feel and drained and burned out. And so I teach them a framework and different techniques that help them to take back their peace and to start loving running their business again and to start feeling human again. If any of this sounds like you and any of it sounds good to you, then make sure you buy this book now. It is workbook style, so it's a roadmap and it gives you a link as well to a download that you can easily print and use as you're implementing everything in the book and it's very short it's probably like 60 to 70 pages so it's very short because I only wanted to give you information that was actually useful to you and I throw in a few stories as well from people that I've worked with so a lot of good things in there make sure you buy it now if this sounds like something you need and if you have any questions feel free to direct message me or email me and I hope it helps